30 Nerdy's presenting sponsor and the home of all of the official 30 Nerdy swag is Advertising Expressions. Juice, what would Superman be without the big S on his shirt? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about Iron Man? What, what if he couldn't slap that Stark Industries logo on everything? You know, Clark and Tony, they probably go to Advertising Expressions, like us, for all their advertising needs. Oh, yeah. And so should you. And when you need your own symbol, like for work, church, school, a team of super friends maybe, check out Advertising Expressions. They can help you get your name and logo in front of as many people as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. That's right. So whether you're a billionaire, playboy, philanthropist, or faster than a speeding bullet, check out Advertising Expressions at advertising-expressions.com. Or give them a call at 423-586-3270. And tell them the nerds at 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? Welcome to another episode of the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. And this is a special one. This is a night after an event episode. We are talking SummerSlam. I am, of course, your host, the Duke of Nerds, the sweet tea of the Nerdy South, Tyler Mack. And, of course, joined by my cohort, the, the co-host, the podfather, of 30 and Nerdy Podcast, my partner in crime, the doctor of nerdonomics, the juices loose people, he's freshly squeezed, and we are fresh off a first-time visit to a legendary location. Yeah. Dr. Davis. Josh Davis, how are you, my friend? I'm, I'm wonderful. Splendid. How mm. are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm. Long time no down. see. Yeah. Uh. I'm chowing down on these new snacks that were apparently like just the talk of the town. And let's, uh, if you've watched our YouTube video or our TikTok, um, <laughs> you'll know that we had our first ever visit to the 40 year old store known as Bucky's. I just so happen to have some Bucky's Steakhouse beef jerky here mm -hmm. that I'm enjoying. And believe it or not, they're not a sponsor of this episode no, of 30 and Nerdy. But if you know anybody at Bucky's, hey. Tell them to reach out. Yeah. You so, boys are here. So this this um, phenomenon known as Bucky's um, really got started uh, further southwest of us. Big in Texas. Um, and honestly, man, I didn't know about this store, this as a thing till like six months ago, right? Uh, close to a year or something like that. I've seen people wear the shirts with the logo with the little beaver, but I didn't really pay much attention to it. Mm -hmm. Um, and now we know, yeah, we it's do. all over Texas. It's all over Texas. We've got one here in Tennessee in Crossville, which is conveniently, about the halfway point from here to Nashville. Mm -hmm. So we had to stop in and give it a go. They say when you go to go by the Bucky's, you got to 
check her out. So we did. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 like uh, it's like people who went to like Dollywood for the first time. Oh yeah, it's um, fascinating. If you, if you get a chance, check out our YouTube, check out our TikTok. Those those were reactions of first time visitors. Like all I could say, all I could put into words were that was a lot. <laughs> it was so much. It was the most, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, hey, you got to stop for a bathroom break. They got you covered with the world's cleanest bathrooms uh, at, a, at a gas station. You and need gas? Say, they got I, gas. Yeah. You're hungry? They got food. You need mm. some clothes? They got you. Go into the beach, you need a little cabana? They got that, too. Oh. They got everything in there. It was really fascinating uh i i've got a little uh statistics here a couple little statistics world okay. records the new bronfels bucky's store is the largest convenience store in the world at sixty-six thousand three hundred and thirty-five square feet uh, and also here the world's longest car wash clocks in at 255 feet of conveyor and oh that belongs to bucky's as well God. it is really something and everybody was like oh did you love it wasn't it great and i was like um love is an interesting word it's <laughs> i wouldn't describe it as that um will i return to bucky's i think i will probably return i think there's yeah. more to see and experience at bucky's it we walked in and it sort of felt like we were walking into willy wonka's chocolate factory or something it was like world of pure imagination uh -huh. there was everything uh -huh. The brisket was a fire. Mm -hmm. Listen, I, I wasn't feeling too good this morning. I ate a funny sausage at the hotel breakfast. And so I was kind of feeling icky all morning, sleeping in the car on the way over. And I tell you what, that brisket revived me. <laughs> the magic of Bucky's brisket. Some would say it's life altering. It was for me. <laughs> uh, you need to be prepared, though. It is overwhelming. Like, we were overstimulated before we even walked in the door. Yeah. Just trying to get just so through much. The, the jungle of, of gas pumps. <laughs> There's like 70 gas pumps there. And traffic and yeah. people walk in. It, took was, a, it felt like Frogger. It did. It did feel like Frogger. Uh, we took a statue with the Bucky Beaver. I assume his name is Bucky Beaver. That would make sense, right? Yeah. yeah. So... Uh, that was cool. You can find that out there yeah, somewhere. We'll, we'll, Have we shared uh, we'll, that one? We'll put it on our, our social media uh, tonight. We'll post that because this was a legendary trip. Because, I mean, as we said, there's like those moments of like, this is the first time we'll ever experience this again. Mm -hmm. And I was glad we got to catch it on camera. I wish there was more looking back now, like looking at our reactions and looking that we got to catch that. I wish there were more things that we, as a duo, could catch on camera our first time. Like, yeah. I wish there was a camera on us our first time watching Dark Knight. Our first Ooh. time watching Endgame. Our first time, you know, going to Six Flags together. Our first, you know, our first pay-per-view together. Like, I wish there were those, like, that'll never happen again that first time. And I was like, dang, now I kind of wish we'd go, we could go back in time and record 
the first time of other stuff. Well, we can we can go forward. We can change that for the future. <laughs> we can go forward. Hey, part of the the video you posted though, um, we were talking to the gentleman working at the Bucky's behind the beef jerky counter, mm-hmm. and he said. Someone was asking a specific question about what's the best seller of this, that, or whatever. And he said, I don't know. They don't show me numbers, but I do know that this store brings in like a million dollars a day. And I couldn't tell if he was like, you know, just being kind of like funny about it. Like, oh, we make a lot of money. Or like if he really meant a million dollars. So the man behind the counter says, we make a million dollars a day. And I was like stunned by this. Yeah. And you're on the video saying, you're saying that on the camera. This store makes a million dollars a day. And you can hear me in the background like, what? Are you serious? A million dollars? So this place obviously is very successful. for that store. Yeah. And so they are, they're open 24 hours a day. So that's, that helps, right? But based on the amount of people in the store just when we were in there we were there for like what 20 minutes or so just kind of wandering around exploring everything there were a lot of people i mean there were there's probably a couple hundred people in that store yeah easily right holy moly and then the traffic coming in and out just it was wild so i've tried to look up some info looks like bucky's company profile they re- have a revenue of $629.2 million uh, in a year as a company. So that would be, I, I look, I'm no math person. I failed algebra in high school. But you, if, if you're, let's say every store does take in like close to a million dollars a day, which is crazy to me, um, after you pay all your employees and all your other stuff, you only really get a percentage of that back as profit. Well, yeah. So I assume that's why it's the $629.2 million yeah. rather than way, way more than that. So, man, it's it, probably nice to be whoever the owner, the owner is. Yeah. Um, so, like, when we discovered Bucky's back a few months ago, like, we were on our way to Chattanooga for something. Me and Maddie were. And I saw this billboard. And there was no logo. The beaver wasn't on there. It was just this black billboard with these yellow letters that say, the beaver is waiting for you. <laughs> and I, I, I said, excuse me. Huh? What? Because my imagination, being the type of person I am, I'm picturing like this godfather scenario where like there's this beaver in this chair, people are greeting it, he's he's granting requests and stuff like that, and he's just like, hey, how are you? He's the beaver from Winnie yeah. the Pooh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's Gopher. But, oh yeah, Gopher. Uh, I, I didn't realize it, and then Maddie got on her phone and typed in, what does the beaver is waiting for you mean? <laughs> and it brings up Bucky's. And I was like, I did not. Fortunately, it brought up that. Not, <laughs> not anything uh, terrible. So listen to this. This is some information on the uh, biggest store in New Braunfels, Texas. 
Okay. The store features 120 fueling positions, 1,000 parking spots, 64 ice freezers, 83 toilets, 31 cash registers, four icy machines, and 80 fountain dispensers. An exit 407 in Sevierville is supposed to get a bigger... That's what we hear. And the new Braunfels, Texas store was also named the 2012 Best Restroom in America. <laughs> I mean, these are important things, I guess. Hey, Best restroom awards. That's true. Because when I'm going to do my business, I don't just want to go to any restroom. No. I want to go to a Bucky's restroom. So... I, I think what we're getting at is even though we were really overwhelmed by this experience, we're fans of Bucky's, I think. Yeah. Um, I can't say that I'll be a regular because like it is very overstimulating. Very I'm not gonna be one of those people who goes hours out of my way to do it. Like if it's on the way where I'm going, I'll stop in maybe. Well, we've been that way with uh if we're heading towards Atlanta, heading towards Nashville with Quick Trip, QT. Yeah. That's kind of been our location. I don't think Bucky's is going to overtake QT for our, you know, necessary stopping point. But every now and then I could definitely see myself going in to get some beaver nuggets uh, <laughs> or beef jerky. You got to uh, try it. You got to try it as cereal and let me know about how that turns out. I will. I'll do that in the morning. I'll let you know. Because <laughs> allegedly you can put these in milk and they won't get soggy. It's like magic. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how that turns out. And if not, I'll drive all the way to CrossFit and I'll say, now listen here. <laughs> Where is the woman who told me to add milk to the beaver nuggets? You promised me it wouldn't get soggy. This is this is terrible. I want my money back. Um but yeah, man, if you if you are within driving distance of a Bucky's and you've never been, I wanna say check it out but if you are someone who gets overstimulated or overwhelmed extremely easy take a xanax before you go yeah in. <laughs> possibly not the best decision for you on a bad day and the um, jerky is exquisite yeah so we got the steakhouse jerky it's very good there's about 25 other flavors that they do and i'm guessing they're doing it all there by hand cutting it making it drying it dehydrating it whatever the process is and they will let you know when there's fresh whatever Brisket, on the board yeah because they yell it over and over again every five seconds there was some after an order was placed they would yell like josh got a brisket sandwich okay i would like a brisket sandwich d d d d fresh brisket on the board and then, and then course, everyone everybody yelled it would join in which if you're also someone who doesn't like attention drawn to you? Like, if Maddie did that, she'd be like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Oh, yeah, they yelled right in my face. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I'd give it a four out of five stars just because the overwhelmingness of it, you know, it's just a I lot. I think that some people uh, have hyped it up so much that it, it might have been a little overrated for, for me, in my opinion. Oh, I do definitely think it's overrated. It's definitely um, overrated. But it is definitely an interesting concept. 
and I don't want to get too much into and dive into this tangent of society and be like, this is where we are as society, where we hype up a gas station. Capitalism, baby. It's just like you've been to Bucky's. You haven't been to Bucky's. Oh my God! If you get a chance, you should go to Bucky's. They got baby suits. They got. It, they got everything. It's it's quite the conversation starter, isn't it? And I mean, we've been rolling on uh, Bucky's for about fifteen minutes here, so they're doing something right. <laughs> they're doing something. Um, but if you if you do stop in, tell them you heard about it on Thirty and Nerdy podcast. That's right. So we did this whole Bucky's thing on the way home from Nashville. Why were we in Nashville, you say? Well, this past weekend, SummerSlam, for the first time ever, came to Nashville. And not just Nashville, came to a city without a beach. Whoa! When that was announced a few months ago, man, I was like, wait, 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 wait. This has got to be a misprint. SummerSlam, not just coming to Nashville, but a non-coastal town. It's supposed to be like the beach party of the season, like Miami and the West Coast and like Myrtle Beach and places like that. What the hell are they going to do in the Music City? (laughs) But it was great. Yeah, and I feel like we said for years that we were hoping that something like that would would happen there in, in Nashville. Well, Knoxville, too, because it's oh, yeah. such a good central spot for yeah. so many uh, places uh, yeah. that are popular with wrestling. So, um, yeah, it was awesome. It was in That's, Nissan Stadium. This is three out of the big four uh, pay-per-views for us. Yes, it was you and me, Maddie, and my older brother, Christopher. And actually, Christopher got to check out the four. He has now been to Rumble. Mania, Survivor Series, and now SummerSlam. So he has checked off the big four. Very jealous. But when Survivor Series came to town, we were uh, busy with uh, education things and and Beta Club and stuff like that. Changing lives, molding minds, you know, stuff like that. Um, But it was exciting, man. I mean, I was excited to get to go to Nashville because it had been a while since I'd been there. You know, ever since Logan had moved away from Nashville, we didn't really just like, hey, let's go to Nashville much anymore. It was always, hey, let's go to Atlanta or Chattanooga. Um, but it was good to go back. Uh, it's as busy as it ever is, has been. I mean, you know, it didn't slow down. Nashville's a great town, especially if you like to walk down the strip, if you like to enjoy good food, great country music, uh, live interactions, if you like adult beverages, if you like sports things if you like entertainment it's it's a great town to go to um nissan stadium's great i've been a few times uh it uh for those of you who don't know football lingo that's where the tennessee titans play football um so it is titan stadium uh and it was a great venue but what shocked me about it um the most and before we get to that let's talk the trip the trip (laughs) up we should have gotten there with time to check in, maybe walk down the strip, check out the shirt venues. Casually make our way into Casually the make right. our way. Shoot a video, a promo video for 30 and Nerdy. Like, I had all these plans on things we were going to do on the way in. But an hour and a half of traffic <laughs> kept that from happening. 
So where were we when we hit the traffic? Do you remember? Was it what was this fantastic crab place? orchard? Crab Orchard, Tennessee, which is uh, between Crossville and Lebanon, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somewhere between Crossville and Lebanon, little town, little area. I think it's um, on the. It's actually on the other side of uh, of Lebanon. Yes. Okay. The other side of Lebanon. So we hit an hour and a half's worth of traffic, like dead standstill at some points. We could have gotten out and thrown football or Frisbee at some points. And, like, we'd get these spurts of rain and and sun and ugly clouds. And I just knew at some point, since we were getting out of the Smoky Mountains and into more flat level of Tennessee, I was like, I swear to God, if a tornado hits on our way to SummerSlam, I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to be so pissed off if I die in a tornado on my way to SummerSlam. <laughs> I'm going to haunt everyone. That would be our luck, too. Yeah, it would. But at the same time, man, it's about the experience, the adventure. We had a lot of great laughs on the way up. Um, we, we, we always do, uh, but you throw in Christopher into the mix. He's, you know, he's a crackpot, too. He's funny. <laughs> we laugh a lot when we're all together. We had a great um, time. It was a great trip up. And even though we were literally walking into the stadium with a 30-second countdown on, on the Tron, you know, we still made it in time. We got to our seats as Becky Lynch. Lynch. No, uh, Bianca was Bianca walking. Bianca was walking to the ring. So we didn't miss any matches. We just missed the pre-stuff like, getting our stuff, going ahead and getting our shirt or food or getting to our seats, being lax about it. We did not get to be lax about anything. Um, we rushed across that bridge into Nissan Stadium. Um, but, it, but it was, you know, it is what it is. And it's part of life. So what shocked me about the stadium, the event, was how many seats they cut out. Mm, yeah so like it maxed out quote unquote maxed out at f- almost forty nine thousand people however uh nissan stadium can sit sixty seven thousand seven hundred people it was like they they blocked off almost a whole half of the of the stadium for production yeah it was a lot but on, oh. I went back and looked at some stuff on TV, though, and plus I tried to look for us. Um, and when we were in our seats last night or at the event, I looked up and counted uh, these yeah. lights. So I yeah. knew on TV where to look for those lights and look down to see where we were. Yeah. I can't obviously I can't like make out that it's us, but I know kind of where we're at. Uh, but on TV, though, it does look like that place is full jam packed. Yeah. So they do a really good job of, you know making it look big yeah and i mean i I misspoke it's like 16 a little over sixty-nine thousand is what nissan sits at capacity and it just kind of baffled me because not everywhere that was blocked off with this massive tarp that said wwe SummerSlam had cameras in it you know it's like you probably could have added another couple thousand seats I wonder if the reason for it is they don't want to open it up and not sell it. That's a good point. You know, because they then how does that cap work? and say, oh, sorry, we're sold out. 
And like, I've got a buddy who went with a, a group of his friends and they had seats in the 300 somethings. And they got an email saying that their seats had been upgraded due to something with production. And they ended up in much better seats than we had. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what was going on uh, as far as that, that end goes, but if it were me, I'd be thinking, Oh, you know, if we open that up, it may not sell. So if it were WrestleMania, it would sell. Oh yeah. Um, a little, a little other note about production. You can tell. I don't know if you'll be able to hear the chants because it was only a specific section chanting it. <laughs> uh, you can tell by social media and those chants where people were sitting because there was a very heavy part of the night where there was a, a light in our eyes. Mm-hmm. Literally in it shining. It was in like a, a floodlight up on one of the lighting terraces. Yes. Uh, above the ring. Mm-hmm. And our whole section was blinded. Like we had to hold our hands up over our eyes yeah. and we couldn't see a thing that was going on. And I sent some very strongly worded tweets to uh, WWE and uh, Mr. Triple H. And Mr. Levesque. So uh, they know the situation. Yeah, and, they uh, know the situation. They, they should be aware at least. Situation is ongoing. Uh, so oddly enough, uh, sitting in front of us was this really cool guy, and his stepdad would work for production for Nissan Stadium. Which, first off, if that's true, why wasn't he in better seats? <laughs> exactly. I mean, that was not, nothing against ours. We weren't in nosebleeds. We were in the the club area, what's considered the club. You know, great place if, if it's a Titans game. Yeah. Um, but he was like, I, I sent a message, and he did, and he got word back. It's not our production. It's WWE's production. All I can do is let them know that there are concerns where you're sitting. Did we just get used to it or did, did it eventually yeah. get turned off? We just got used to it. Okay. I think that the light was to sort of shed a little bit of light on the audience that's yeah. right in that section by the ring so yeah. that you can see them on TV on and TV. like see, oh, look at all the massive amounts of people we have. Yeah. So. But, but yeah, it was uh, frustrating. It, it was frustrating. Um, but other than that, uh, you know, it was great energy. You could tell that something new was happening. I could, I felt a different energy throughout the night. Like it felt like this was Triple H's first pay per view at the helm, if you will, at the helms. Um, and it was good. It was a great pay-per-view. It really was a great pay-per-view. Like the way it was handled, the the card, the surprises we got, the booking of the matches, the booking of the winners and the losers, how the winners and the losers happened, I thought was really good. Um, and I've seen nothing but, you know, gushing comments online about SummerSlam. But I also don't want that to be just because Triple H took over and Vince is gone. You know, I don't want... I'm worried that that's why it was such a great pay-per-view in a lot of people's eyes. Mm -hmm. And that's why it felt different and it looked different. It was great because it was new to us. I hope that it stays this good. I really do. I really do think it was a great pay-per-view, a lot of cool, awesome opportunities, and a lot of great moments. 
memorable moments, first timers in a lot of situations. I mean, never in the history of WWE has a tractor been driven down to the wow and and lift the ring with someone on it. Uh, But more on that later. Um, But just felt good on the you know whole note on Triple H. Uh, I read somewhere that uh, the idea for Bailey's new stable with the with the other two ladies, um, Vince apparently had rejected that idea, and Triple H said, "No, we're going to do it." And uh, also, the Becky Lynch face turn was not in the plans. That was a Triple H decision. Good, I'm on board. I, I think it was a smart decision. Uh, one because. There are a lot of hill girls right now. Yeah. There are a lot of them. Uh, and you need quality faces. And Bianca and, and the way the live match went, I don't know how long she's going to be a face. Mm-mm. So. And if I can backtrack to the light incident that we were talking about, I have found an article from the sportster.com. It's uh. Uh, seven details that you could only know if you were in the crowd in Nissan Stadium. <laughs> Number two, WWE still can't get its lighting right in stadiums. And there's a picture of the glaring light. Uh, it has unfortunately become a pattern for many, if not all major stadium shows, that the lighting above the ring turns blinding for fans in certain sections of the upper levels. As in previous instances, an audible chant arose, this time during Bobby Lashley versus Theory to turn the lights off. That was us. We made an article. We made a news article. Our section, baby. Uh, That's fun. And also, it says that people were getting really angry about it during the Pat McAfee and Happy Corbin match. Likely likely so. It got worse. Because that was a mashup. We actually, guess, guess, guess what the number one thing uh, on the list is? <laughs> a long ass ramp. Nope. Legitimate traffic woes delayed fans getting into Nissan Stadium for WWE SummerSlam. You think? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, the traffic patterns at Nissan are not good. It says here that some fans were visibly still filing into their seats as late as the Usos versus the Street Profits which was like halfway through the card. Actually closer to the end. I was worried that that was going to be us. Yeah. It could have been. Things could have been worse than an hour and a half traffic. Yeah. Well, we were were very fortunate that... 30 seconds to spare, baby. Chris booked us a hotel downtown within walking distance. Yeah. Um, Because if we were like somewhere and driving then we would have been in that traffic trying to find parking, trying even trying to get an Uber, whatever the case would have been. So yeah, it was, it was, it was very fortunate. It was very fortunate that we had a hotel downtown and a 19 minute walk. That's all we had to worry about. Um, But uh, as for the environment, it, it was a lot of electricity. It was great. It was fun. We had a great group around us. Typically we are surrounded by some annoying children, but this time, we were surrounded by energetic adults mm-hmm. and who had great chance, who had, uh, you know, not troll like energy, but you could tell they had been wrestling fans for, yeah. you know, they knew what to chant, when to chant. They knew they had funny quips. 
things. They got like, excited about the yeah. right things. I like, got one guy beside you and Christopher is, who was like, Dominic, go to bed. Like, <laughs> Do- go, go to, to your, your room. room. Go to your yeah. room, Dominic. Those guys, they were they were a little bit younger than us, I think. Yeah. Um, they went crazy when they got to see Edge. So I was really oh, happy for bro. them. That was like, I think that was their first time seeing him. Yeah. Know, since he, he was retired for so long. So well, yeah. a lot of a lot of the younger fans didn't get to see him so oh dude there's I, like a almost 10 year gap where it, yeah it, it reminded me of uh when we got to see the hardy boys uh show up at at wrestlemania orlando. in orlando and we were like those two grown men standing up <laughs> and hugging <laughs> just crying and hugging. We, we're so happy <laughs> so best, best moment that i've experienced live probably of all time yes even uh, even over anything that happened yesterday at SummerSlam. yeah uh, so, as we said, the trip was great. The environment was great. Uh, we're going to step away and take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to dissect the card. Winners, losers, our thoughts, and uh, where we go from there. All right. When more 30 and 30 podcast returns. They're creepy, kooky, mysterious, and spooky. And they're coming to Encore Theatrical Company this October. The Adams Family, a comical feast that embraces the wackiness in every family, features an original story, and it's every father's nightmare. Wednesday Adams, the ultimate princess of darkness, has grown up and fallen in love with a sweet, smart young man from a respectable family, a man her parents have never met. And if that wasn't upsetting enough, Wednesday confides in her father and begs him not to tell her mother. Now, Gomez Adams must do something he's never done before. Keep his secret from his beloved wife, Morticia. Everything will change for the whole family on the fateful night they host a dinner for Wednesday's normal boyfriend and his parents. The Adams Family, the next installment in Encore's Young Star series, runs October 7th through the 16th at Encore's new home at Oak Tree Plaza, 1570 Buffalo Trail in Morristown, Tennessee. For tickets to this show or season tickets for the remainder of this season, go to etcplays.org or call 423-813-8331. Encore Theatrical Company believes in the power of the arts, and if you come check out what Encore has to offer, we're certain you will too, because it's not just theater, it's Encore. Hey guys, my name is JT. What's up everyone, I'm Darren. Hey, what's up guys, I'm Josh. Hey guys, I'm Christian. Hey, what's up y'all, this is Dominic, and we're the East Coast Avengers. We're a group of five friends who get together weekly and talk about everything that's going on in the nerd universe. Whether you're a fan of Marvel, DC, Star Wars, video games, comics, or anything else nerdy that you can think of, we're the podcast for you. You can find us on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever streaming platform you use to listen to your favorite podcasts on. You can also catch us on our YouTube channel where we release tons of content such as vlogs, unboxings, TV and movie recaps, and trailer reactions. So if those things sound good to you, then check out the East Coast Avengers podcast. We hope you enjoy. 30 and Nerdy Podcast is brought to you by Tennessee Legend Distillery. Established in the summer of 2015, Tennessee Legend Distillery is more than just another moonshine stop in the Smoky Mountains. From our multi-award winning silky smooth salted caramel whiskey to our king snake two-year-old bourbon whiskey, our local favorite vodka, and even our legendary line of cream liqueurs, there is something for everyone. 
Focusing on a small town vibe, our family and friend owned and operated business has kept us grounded to the heritage of the volunteer state with our fun, courteous, and smiling staff. Come in for free tastings and leave with your spirit of choice, whether it be Richard's Damn Good Gin or the legendary Hammershine. You can find us on social media by searching Tennessee Legend Distillery, where you can see behind the scenes features, new deals, and our always fan favorite Thirsty Thursday cocktail recipes. Now we do have two locations here in Sevierville, one on Highway 66, one on Newport Highway. We also have locations in Cookville and Nashville. If you do visit our Sevierville location located at 870 Winfield Dunn Parkway, tell them the guys at 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. You'll receive a free shot glass and 15% off your purchase. What are you waiting for? Come be a legend at Tennessee Legend Distillery. Cheers to you, nerds. Off the bus, shake off the where you came from dust. Grab your guitar, walk down the street. Sign says Nashville, Tennessee. But I have found it's a crazy town full of neon dreams. Everybody plays, everybody sings. Hollywood with a touch of twang. To be a star, you gotta bang, bang, bang. Bend those strings till the hang comes out. Make all the drunk girls scream and shout We love it, we hate it, we're all just trying to make it In this crazy town Welcome back, Nerds and Nerdettes. We are talking about SummerSlam 2022, which was this past weekend in Nashville, Tennessee, and your boys were there. We were joined by my fiance Maddie, my older brother Christopher, and lo and behold, the Rev himself and his lovely wife Peyton were there because his mother lives outside of Nashville. And uh, this was his wife's uh, first live wrestling event. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I was like, wow. I think she had a good time. I can't believe that in all the years she's been around us and been part of the fam, she's never been to a show before. Interesting. Yeah, she seemed to enjoy it. She had Uh, fun. And, uh, you know, even Maddie told her, like, it's so different life. Like, it's just such a spectacle, and it's so cool, especially if you come from, like, the live theater world. It's just – it's The amazing. lights, except for yeah. the ones that blind you, the <laughs> music, and, like, you can feel that energy. When someone's music hits and the crowd reacts, you just feel it. You literally feel – and, like, mm-hmm. the, the bass from the, from the music sometimes. Vibrates your chest. Yeah. So, and, like, it, the whole stadium kind of rumbles and, and – it's just a whole atmosphere that uh, it's it's hard to describe until it's you really hard. It. It's hard to beat. It's um, one of those things like the people who kind of, you know, turn their noses up at, at wrestling and wrestling fans and stuff. It's like, come come to a show sometime, like come to a, an, an event like SummerSlam or something like that. And y- if you can't walk out of that saying like, wow, you know, maybe this isn't something I understand or that I'm going to watch forever or become a fan but i can say that like it was fun it was fun you know yeah uh so we had a great card um SummerSlam's always been known to deliver it's always been one of those that delivers you know in that middle range because it's like you've got your mania season that starts with rumble 
And usually your cream of the crop, your best stuff is between Rumble and Mania. Mm -hmm. Most wrestling fans would say that. And then it kind of lulls until SummerSlam. Yep. And then there's a little bit of a lull until Survivor Series. Yes. And then, of course, a little bit of lull until we start back at Royal Rumble. And, and you know what? And I think for that reason right there, they should do away with the paper, every pay-per-view. Uh, or, yeah, that. Um, words are hard. <laughs> um, yeah, because they, it's just filler stuff. Nobody really cares about most of that stuff. So I think that that's something that AEW, they, they do it like that as well. Like the old school days, there's four or five big events in the year and you spend all that time in between building up to it. Yeah. I don't think that that would be a bad change. I think it's better, better storytelling. Yeah. That's just me. That's just yeah. me. Um, so let's talk about the card. Uh, I'm going to go a little out of order with these first ones because there's no titles involved. Uh, so the Miz versus Logan Paul which actually turned out to be a pretty good match um, despite, you know, uh, Logan being fresh and new. Um, now, I'm going to be the first to say this. I'm probably not the first, but I'm going to be the first to say this on our show. <laughs> I don't like Logan Paul. I personally think he is a piece of crap. I'm not a fan. I don't, I don't know much about him, but I'm not, I'm not a fan. I remember the days of Vine and early YouTube. Mm -hmm. He's true. But at the same time, we are big proponents on people grow and people change. Maybe he has. But he's done some shitty stuff in his yeah. life yeah. Out, that's out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't like him as a person. But this was entertaining. Yeah, he, I mean, he's entertaining. You know what I I love that when the Miz did his entrance, he was kind of mocking him with the Pokemon card around his neck. I thought that was that was great. Miz, I I don't love the Miz like I used to, uh, but he's pretty dang good. Well, he's always been one of the best on the mic in the last mm -hmm. decade or so. Yeah, um, and he's gotten better in the ring as time has gone on. I used to can't. I used to hate so much because he was one that you could hear talk in the ring. Oh, no. Um, but he's gotten better. Uh, I don't like, however, that Ciampa's with him. I don't either. It's like the Miz, It's and it's because he's a he's, – He's an entourage guy. The Miz is the cowardly heel character, so he always has to have somebody to help him cheat or whatever. He's always got a guy. Yeah. And I hate that. I understand the reasoning for it, but I think that he's just so much better just on his own. Yeah. Now, well, I like him with Maurice, but that's that's a little different. That goes without saying. But he's always got, like, the bodyguard, you know, well, like crony. He had, he had a crony. He had A-Ra. He has Champa. He had Damian Domo, Sandow. He had Sandow. He... You know, it's like, but Champa, so good. He's so good in the ring, and he yeah. does such great work. I really hope that this isn't a and I under Triple H's guys. I don't think it will be because he's very, very high on Champa. Yeah, H's. that's one of his guys. It's one of his guys. So I definitely it won't be like Vince where he buries him and 
uses him for silly stuff. Um, so this match uh, was pretty exciting. I spent most of the time listening to it uh, and watching it because that was the match where, you know, it just the, the cards fell where they may. And I had to use the bathroom and get some food. Yep. It was about that time for all of us. Yeah. So, uh, and usually that typically happens a little later. There's usually a lull in the middle. And this one just happened to be personally for me, like, look, I, this is going to have to be the one where I get up and go. Yeah. Uh, my buddy, so we, my we buddy Matt did it. My buddy Matt said it was matched the night for him. And so. a lot of people are. There was a lot of shock and awe from Logan Paul's corner, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, kudos to him. Uh, uh, I think he, the thing that upsets me the most about it is he's uh, out there living a lot of our dream. You know, that kid that grows up and as a fan and like one day wants to wrestle. Uh, he just happens to be a, a, a dirtbag. In real life. Um, but, you know, he shocked me. He did. It was great. Yeah, he's pretty good, man. I like that uh, AJ Styles showed up, and the ending of the match was Logan Paul doing the phenomenal forearm and then a skull-crushing finale. Yeah. So, yeah, nice I'm, little ending to that story. I've kind of missed AJ. Mm-hmm. I, I've missed him. Uh, yeah. I guess, I guess we'll be getting, getting some face work out of him in his next little run. And I think he's on his retirement contract, isn't he? Like, this is like his, like, two or three year. Like, he's like, all right. I'm. He has said in the past, like, oh, I'm going to do, like, two more years. But I think he signed, like, a five-year deal. So, we'll yeah. see. But he's not really been doing a lot in the ring, like, just this year even. He's been pretty limited. So, yeah, I'd say he's slowing it down. It down I, I hope that he's one of the guys that because you don't see this much anymore, but the retirement matches that doesn't happen. The last retirement match in WWE was Triple H and Batista, Triple H won, but it was still his last match, turned out to be. Um, yeah, but before that, I think like what Ric Flair, no, Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels. yeah, so um, yeah, I, I would like to see him do a big retirement match with somebody, someone like a little younger. You know, not like pass the torch, not like an Austin theory, but like someone worthy. You, of you know, y'all really don't like theory, but. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not like Rev. I like I, I think he has the perfect. He's he is going to be, if used correctly, a great little prick hill. He's going to be great. I, just, I think he gets it, man. I just think he's really good. I think he's a natural. Yeah, I just don't. Maybe it's fun to watch. Maybe theory in three or four years. But like if they were to do it at the next pay-per-view, I would say not theory. I'd say someone like Miz or you know. Um, but for me, it was a pretty good match. What I got to see. I did go back and watch what the things I missed. Uh, and it was pretty exciting. It was it was it was one of those like, wow, good, good. I'm happy for them. They got to do it. and Miz is one of those you can do that with. We've always said that about Miz. Whether it's Bad Bunny, whether it's someone like that group match he did at the Mania we were at with Snooki involved and all that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Miz is the guy who can do that, who you can do that with. The celebrities always are attacked by the Miz, and they finally get their revenge on the Miz because mm-hmm. he's the most must-see. He's the quote-unquote Hollywood of WWE. He's the elite, the I'm better, you know. So, 
it was well done. It was say done. what you want about the Miz, man. Like, look, Jim Cornette hates the Miz. Really? He's he's and he's wrong. He's wrong about the Miz, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but Miz is a former uh, world champion, two-time champion, Money the in the Bank only, winner, the Grand only, Slam champion. The only two-time Grand Slam champion. Yeah, so he's done it all, you know, yeah. and say what you will about him, but he's going in the Hall of Fame one day. He's Absolutely. All the moments that he's had, huge moments, like you're saying, with the celebrities. He's main evented WrestleMania. He's had the reality TV show. He's a he's Hall of Fame career. He, probably, had- like – Lots of wrestlers have had the little in-ring talk shows, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I think his might be the longest one ever. His TV. Like, that's yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of, I got a lot of time for the Miz. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we talk about the next show, I was the next match. I was interested in two things that happened in between matches. Is we got vignettes for both Charlotte Flair and KO. Mm-hmm. Neither of whom were on the show. Are, is it like a Remember, we're here and we're coming back soon. Type vignettes, you think? Like no, a, I think they just have these random little packages on superstars that they just do for as commercials, like filler stuff. Because I've seen stuff like that. They showed stuff like that at the last thing we were at. What was it? Raw or whatever? Raw. Hold on, man. one of them. One of those things. I gotta go to the bathroom. match and you just had to do it you had to bring in a tag team partner for this i see that this is like a gauntlet you brought in the ref of france to join you in discussing the rest of SummerSlam. so i thought that i would bring in a tag team partner for the first time ever on the 30 and nerdy podcast we have my big brother big daddy chris mack Daddy, what's up, baby? Hey, wow, right? dang, <laughs> right. what a surprise! So, well, that's just fine. <laughs> that's just fine. <laughs> Chris Mack, we have been talking about SummerSlam. We just talked about Logan, Paul, and Mrs. Match. And since we're moving on to the McAfee uh, match, I it- thought. Let's did, bring in did, Lo- did Logan Paul? Did Logan Paul fight? Did Logan Paul <laughs> fight SummerSlam? Apparently, it was a show stealer. Allegedly. allegedly. Oh, speaking of allegedly. Speaking of allegedly, <laughs> I thought if if Juice is going to bring in the Rev of France, I would bring in Big Daddy himself, <laughs> a McAfee fan from way back. Lord, he even has the Christmas sweater that says allegedly, and it's got McAfee on it. So, Chris Mack, welcome to Thirty and Nerdy Podcast. Thanks for having me, boys. Long overdue. So good. It's long overdue. Way overdue. So Golf claps all around. Yes. Golf claps all around. So, Chris Mack, your first initial thoughts. McAfee, Happy Corbin, how'd you feel? 
just the the choir coming out there and doing his the bum ass Corbin in the Gregarian monk chant was <laughs> it was Money. electric. It was electric. It was. <laughs> it was. I mean, just it just set it up that it was going to be uh, you know just an incredible night. It was fantastic. The sun was the sun had finally set. You know, it was dark. I mean, it was it was beautiful. It was a nice evening. Great time for the match, too. So you've been a McAfee fan for a long time. You knew that him and Corbin uh-huh. played together. So what were your initial thoughts when you realized that McAfee was moving past commentary and into the ring? Well, I thought it was um, like the rest of the other stuff that you know some of these people have done, like coming from outside of WWE, just to kind of do like a one-off or, you know, do, you know, just kind of, oh, yeah, they'll just do it for a minute and, you know, it's kind of fun. It's kind of a niche, you know, oh, cool. Yeah, we'll do this. But, I mean, the dude's a wrestler, man. He's a he's an all-pro punter. And now he's a he's a, he's a a WWE superstar, man. Bonafide. Nobody has yes. energy like McAfee. Nobody. No, he's probably Even not. with uh, NXT stuff, man, he's, like, super impressive. Yeah. Like, with all the things that he can do. Like, and just, like, the risk takes that he does, like, they're not necessary. He's just doing it to, like, put on a show, which is super cool, too. He does it for the brand. What's he, the, the, he calls it the Swantone Bombini or whatever it is. It's the <laughs> Swanton Bomb. It's like, good gosh, man. That was incredible. That was incredible. It was. You know, the one thing I did miss from, like, being there is McAfee commentating. He makes that, like, so hype on down but it was definitely worth seeing it in person but i do miss like you forget because you you know pick out you know certain ones a year and you always forget like dang i don't get that hypeness from like you know back in the day king and jr and now you get you know cole and mcafee and stuff but it's still very fun to be live it's just sometimes even me and chris uh my chris were talking about it it's just like they kind of guide you through it so unless you're like kind of hip to your your wrestling yeah, like it, it, they're pretty pivotal too. So it's it's pretty awesome both ways. Like he can just kind of do whatever he wants to. Jr. Mm-hmm. always says that the wrestlers write the music and the commentators write the lyrics. Yeah, Juice, what's something that stuck out to you about the McAfee match? Just McAfee with the energy as always, and he's just so much fun to watch. Like this was one of the highlights of the night for sure. Mm-hmm. You know the way that he would sell things, and then he. Like Chris Mack was saying, this dude is a pro wrestler. He's been doing this his whole well, – he's been watching this his whole life. He's been a fan of this his whole life. Like, he's just been waiting for this moment. And he's had two or three matches now. He gets better every single time. And every time he does a big move, he gets the big pop. Um, I was I was really uh, suspending my, my disbelief, you know, suspending my belief for a minute. And I was totally bought in. I loved yeah. it. Rev, what's something that stuck out? I think I have to piggyback, man. Just like uh, the way he kind of – I wouldn't say oversells, but just like commits to it. You know, it's like a type of Ziggler-esque because he could like sit there and be stiff and, you know, not take it serious as, you know, as like a, a celebrity kind of. But he's just – he flows so well, man. Mm-hmm. And he, he takes those big hits and stuff too because Corbin is not like a, a small guy either. He was putting it on him too, so – it was just fun, fun to see the energy and like Chris Mack was saying, the the choir was funny as hell because he's like always got that stick, so the crowd was still into it and like 
the the Corbin thing, I'm kind of a hit or miss with him. I've never been in love with Corbin, but having like McAfee and even that backstory was super cool because like they're kind of tied in. So, um, I mean, McAfee kind of 100% sold it for me because I could really care less about Corbin at all. So, <laughs> Chris Mike did say one thing. He said at least he doesn't have that stupid, disgusting hair anymore. Oh, that <laughs> hair! That hair, man! Oh, the my lone gosh. wolf hair. It was rough. Yeah, it looked like. Something Looked like like Grima worm tongue. Yeah. Looked like some out some creature out of Lord of the Rings. So Chris Mack, in the McAfee match, you know, obviously there was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of storytelling and all that. Do you, where do you, where do you see McAfee going from here? Does he stay semi permanent in the ring for a little bit? I think that Saturday night was probably an, an eye opening thing for him. I don't think that he was I mean, he 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 showed up and he showed out, but I don't think he was ready for it. Being outdoors, being how hot it was. I mean, he's been working. You know, he's probably been working in his air conditioning and doing all that stuff. I think he probably got his. He probably got a little taste of how different things can be when you know the elements come into effect. I mean, that outdoor stuff. Maybe for us, I mean, it was it's hot in there. I mean, you know, we're sweating. I mean, it's miserable for us. I mean, those dudes are out there me working <laughs> i mean working working plus with the with all the uh the energy and the excitement from the crowd and the, the adrenaline's pumping i mean yeah. and these had to be hot man i can you imagine how hot they were down there on that in that square circle man i mean just it's killing it yeah he uh, yeah it was a little <laughs> I wonder if they uh, if they could hear the crowd because sometimes in the outdoor arenas they the wrestlers talk about when you're in the middle of the ring it's really quiet like for some reason the sound just gets sucked up and so they yeah. they can't hear anything they're like oh man like do they not like it we're, we're getting nothing <laughs> so I wonder if they they heard us this time I bet they could hear us chanting about the live. Oh, somebody had to have heard about the light. <laughs> that, that, uh, we actually just finished talking about that because it did make some. Uh, it made some some sports articles about the complaints yeah. about the lights in certain sections. Good. <laughs> so we made a mark. While Triple we H got my tweets. It's okay, everybody. <laughs> Rev, I don't know if it was where you know you were about ten sections away from us in two oh seven, but in two seventeen there was this point when that there was a spot right on us right in our eyes yeah the corner lights i think it was all four yeah. corners of those lights it would blind you man yeah everybody's like what the hell's going on and i told juice i was like did we just get used to it or did it go away and he's like no we just got used to it i think we got used to it i think <laughs> yeah. the, the eye the pupils zoned in a little bit and they're yeah. like so one thing that kind of shocked us chris mack and i want to get your thoughts on this is you know Nissan Stadium sells out at almost 70,000 people. And they blocked off a lot. Uh-huh. Mm. Like almost half the seats were blocked off for quote unquote production, you know, cameras or, you know, blanketed off and stuff like that. Um, Juice made a good point, and I want to get your thoughts. Do you think it was just because let's sell what we can sell instead of having open seats? Or do you think they just felt like, let's, we need this much production. I think that I think that they just sold it as what it was going to be. I think it was going to be the production. They were going to sell half the stadium. They were going to show up both jumbotrons on both ends. 
and then use it as a basically a dark side production side. I think that's what it ended up being. I mean, but when where we were sitting at, I mean, there were people sitting over there in the suites. Those suite yeah. sales, seats were across from us were they were used. I mean, mm-hmm. if you have a, a suite up there, they were people were in them. But I think that, I mean, I don't know if it's just they think that they couldn't draw for Nashville or I don't know what it was. But I mean, when they, they do could, WrestleMania they, in the stadiums, they sell the full thing from what I can remember, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, SummerSlam is not as big of a draw as WrestleMania, but it's up there. So I don't know. I mean, I was just a little shocked because I felt like, you know, this is still the, the South, the Southeast. I mean, it's a wrestling area still. And I thought that, I just thought SummerSlam in Nashville would be a little bigger than it, than it. A lot of people are injured though. Yeah. You didn't have AJ at full staff. Edge is just coming back. You got Randy out. You got Riddle kind of so-so. So I was like, you don't really have any, like, I mean, I guess you could count Brock as, like, a big star, but he's kind of, like, been cycling the past year. Yeah. So it's not like he's, like, a surprise, like, a Cena or something. I'm really surprised that Cena didn't come and do something. He's probably got a movie or something. Yeah, I was, I was shocked that they didn't, like, push the theory Cena narrative a little bit because they're especially be heading in that direction. Especially with the 20th thing. I thought that was kind of weird. He just come out and was like, hey, I'm Cena. Thanks a lot. And then turned around. Watch <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> You're like, eh, you could have set up something. Well, and there's only eight matches on the card, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, eight matches on the card for a, what ended up being, what, three and a half hour show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people got a lot of time. I mean, but I mean, at least they didn't cram everyone down our throats yeah. and try to get mm-hmm. everyone out there and be somebody get their SummerSlam time on the on the pay per view. I mean, it was yeah. quality. It was quality over quantity. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. I made that. We didn't same have point. Uh, Charlotte and Sasha either. It's a lot of people out. There is a lot of people out. Um, and I thought it was interesting that they did little vignettes. I asked this for Josh. Of like oh. KO and Charlotte, like just two. Yeah, KO guys. wasn't there either, was he? Vignettes. So, so where the vignette was KO, I haven't went back and watched it yet. But was KO the KO vignette and the Charlotte vignette on the pay per view broadcast on the on the Peacock, or was it just for us? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Just for us, just I kind know. of a reminder <laughs> that they're there. Um, hey, they're here. <laughs> hey, they're still here. Because <laughs> I was I was fully expecting Charlotte to show up and. Do some weird thing and take the title away from Liv. Just out of nowhere, well, like, oh, let's give her another title to wear tomorrow at her dad's match. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> she was in town. She was definitely in town. Yeah. 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 She's she gonna was. come back as face. <laughs> Guaranteed. Liv's gonna turn, and then she's gonna take that title from Liv. Well, we were just talking about this. Uh, we kind of need like better babyface uh, characters in the women's division. That's yeah, why I, I think it was a good idea to turn Becky. So Absolutely. But with the McAfee match, the thing that I see moving forward is quite possibly a little bit of a run with Corbin. Maybe Corbin tries to get his revenge a couple of times, even mm-hmm. if it's on SmackDown or, Smackdown. you know, class, SmackDown. Smackdown. Or, or at, at the castle or whatever they have planned. But, I think McAfee can go. I mean, I think he's he can definitely go. He can go. 
but as Chris said, you know, last night was was a test, or it was it was a big test. Do you think that if we come to expect Pat McAfee at every one of the big shows, like it'll lose its appeal? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Cole I- let him go. <laughs> He's my baby. <laughs> I, I saw this 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 afternoon. I saw the only people that can take down uh, the Usos is Pat McAfee and Michael Cole tag team. That's the only person yeah. that can, that's the only team that can take them down. Yeah. Dang, Michael Cole's <laughs> undefeated WrestleMania Michael. streak. That's true. Bring <laughs> back. Dang. Bring back the coal mine. <laughs> no, honestly, though, no. To 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 go on McAfee though, I think that he is a he's a draw for people outside of that are just diehard WWE guys like he brings in people that are interested in seeing him to do what he does because they're just like there's no way this guy can do that and then he does he does it every time then it sucks you in you're like oh I'm gonna stay and watch you know Becky I'm gonna come and watch Becky and Bianca and I'm gonna do all this stuff and just because I like Pat McAfee I mean he's a he's crazy he's turned into a superstar yeah. You think that he's like the number one sports guy outside of like ESPN now? Because I feel like for a long time it was like there there's like seasons. There's like Dan Patrick when you're growing up, just getting into it, and you're like, ah, oh, Dan Patrick's like the underground. He broke away from ESPN. I feel like McAfee is like now that spot, like that. Like he's just a cool guy to follow that's not like a mainstream or not like the the corporation type deal. Yeah. Well, he went to Barstool, you know, right out of the pros, and like he basically went to Barstool and learned everything that they do, and just said, From "Okay, the I can go. I can go do that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think I watch more pizza reviews from him than I do like Barstool anything else. <laughs> it's the best He's content like- on the internet. One bite, everybody knows the rules. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't say enough about the Mac. McAfee moments. I mean, even as SummerSlam aside, anytime mm-hmm. he's been involved, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. His stuff with Stone Cold and Mania, the laying down on the ground, still drinking the beer, was amazing. Oh, he's like, for the longest time. That should have like won the, the SP. That, that should have <laughs> won the SP. I'm sorry. I know Cody was cool and everything, but <laughs> the, the Stone Cold and McAfee moment at Mania was yeah. infinitely so cool. Funny. Yeah. It really he's just like be. living a dream. He's like, he's just, he stumbled upon this. Like, who wouldn't love doing anything that he's doing? Like, if you hate on McAfee, you're just jealous, bro, at this point. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so, one thing since we have you here, I've never actually gotten the explanation from you behind allegedly. Like, why that's kind of became his moniker. Allegedly? Yeah. Well, because. <laughs> It's from his. Uh, it's from his. Uh, his drunken public arrest. Oh. Yeah, because he allegedly swam in the uh, the canals in Indianapolis that night. That's why I got. That's why I got picked up. Allegedly, <laughs> he allegedly swam because he to, he says that he can't. He doesn't remember swimming. All he knows is that he was wet when he got out of, when he got arrested. <laughs> but allegedly, he was swimming in the in the canals in Indianapolis when they picked him up. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> and that's uh that's unfair because they were cruising down every canal in indianapolis that night and that's profiling and profiling, profiling is, is wrong. wrong as as ron <laughs> white would say so final thoughts on the mcafee match chris mack uh superstar he's incredible 
Superstar Juice. Uh, what he said. Ref. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. I can't agree more. Chris Mack, I know you got to get up early, my brother. I am so happy that you finally got to join in on this. And there was there, I knew that when we were heading into McAfee, I wanted I wanted my brother talking about it because you're a McAfee guy, man. All right, boys, I appreciate it. Hey, love y'all. Love you, big daddy. Just love, love you, baby. Right, see y'all. See ya. Yep. He's hey. a good in that, Chris Mack. He is. Oh, I didn't know he was that big a McAfee fan. It's cool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I uh, say he was like super hyped. Oh, he's been so stoked about when we got the tickets because he he all he would say is like I get to see McAfee, man. Oh, he saw we saw him at uh, SmackDown last yeah. time too. So yeah. He was stoked about that. Yeah, SmackDown. Well, I, that was fun. I was so happy that Chris Mack got to join. Uh, so moving on, uh, quote unquote Riddle and Seth Rollins. So we got this little unsanctioned moment. Riddle came out and he talked about I'm medically not cleared, but my best friend Randy said I shouldn't. Randy from anybody. And then Seth Rollins came out for like a minute, beat him down, gave him the blackout or whatever he calls the stomp now, and uh, and got got taken away from the. uh, I just thought because leading up to this, Seth put out this tweet. This whole hubbub about, you know, people paid to see me at SummerSlam and now I don't have an opponent, blah, blah, blah. And Triple H retweeted it and said, I hear you. Like, that was out for us to see. Next month. Yeah, <laughs> next month. Next These month. tweets are delayed. Yeah. They are, not, not like, I don't hear you like now, this weekend. Don't hear that. But next month, maybe. I just expected something, you know? I expected, like, yeah, H to come out and be like, oh, you're so upset that you don't get to fight. So I made a call. And it, it could have been anybody like, you know, I know Ciampa's involved with Miz, but like he could have bought uh, Ziggler. Definitely Ziggler in. He could have bought Breaker match. in from NXT. He yeah. could have brought any of his boys in. Mm-hmm. And nothing happened. Also, like biggest pop in the world would be if MJF walked out at that point. I half expected it, man. Like, I thought we were going to get a crazy. Pretty surprise. sure that the man. whole thing about him and AEW, whatever, that's, I, I guess that's a work. I really don't, I, I don't really know what's going on, uh, but it would be cool. It would. That would be interesting to see if you got a pop at all. Like, do most WWE people know who MJF the, is? The SummerSlam crowd, I think, would, would know. Yeah. Don't you think the majority of them? They're usually pretty smart. I mean, yeah, you got the whatnot. I don't know. Maybe. I, think I don't know how be. you would save him or how you would build him. Because I don't think he has like a star power of like the rock coming back or something like no. that. Well, of course, nobody has that. Well, I know, but just like I feel like it would be such like a 50 50 chance. Like, I feel like it half the people be would be like, because that's he fair. is an AEW original. Yeah, not a Cody or a Cesaro or even a Jericho. He is an AEW original guy. I would have him come back if Cody ever got the title and come back on Cody because that makes sense because he turned on Cody and AEW. That would be interesting, especially if it's not a work. If Mm -hmm. it's really not a work, then I would say whenever 
if there's a clause, I don't know what AEW's contracts are like. We know that WWE's are mostly a 60 to 90 day non-compete clause. So, Santa Claus? Yes, the Santa Claus. <laughs> but, I, you know, I was just a little upset that nothing came out of it because as we yeah. all kind of agree at this moment, one of my favorite people to watch is Seth Rollins. Same. Seth freaking Rollins. I re- refuse. <laughs> Me too. He's I like hate, just one of the tops. That. He's one but. of the tops, and he's he produces good match after good match after good match. And I feel like not to go on a rant or a tangent, but there was definitely a lack of star power at SummerSlam. I feel like I don't know. I just felt like it was like this could have been a Raw minus maybe the main event. Oh, what? Nobody would have like. Notice it all, bro. That's crazy. Like a raw. Have you watched? When's the last time you watched Raw? Raw is the first the match, boring. the first match, and the last match are the only SummerSlam calibers. I enjoyed Pat McAfee, but that could have been a SmackDown. Just saying. Okay, yeah. what Rey Mysterio was on the card, Edge was there, Bailey showed up as, for, as a surprise. Um, Logan Didn't Paul is not a Monday Night Raw match. So Pat McAfee say, is not a Monday Night Raw match. You're saying like just the matches, not moments, matches. I'm saying like moment. It didn't feel you like said a lack slam. of star power. Yeah. There's a lot of stars on that card, dude. Not like a SummerSlam. You put that in with a WrestleMania whatever recap, like the mania afterward. Okay. When give me an example of a SummerSlam that meets the standard of of the star power that you're referring to i just need like some steaks man got all potatoes got all potatoes and carrots need some sizzle i need some substance need something i can stick my teeth into be like "Mm, this is good because like the ray match that was his son no nothing against dominic don't give two hoots about dominic really don't give two hoots about Judgment Day without Edge. They make zero sense and have not for two months. Yeah. The Logan Paul and Miz, that's pretty much just like a, I don't know, maybe a reality TV moment. Not really sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins and Riddle. Didn't like, have a match. Didn't have a match. That was like two yeah. seconds. That's fair. feel like the buildup from Roman and Brock gave us nothing new other than the tractor spot. I mean, it was cool, I guess, but it was like, but we've seen that. We've seen like, yeah, I, I don't see like I've looked okay. at anything on that card. That's and was like, Oh wow. This is different. So this you didn't good. think you didn't think it was a good show. I mean, it was all right. I feel like the first match was pretty good and i was hyped and like i feel like everything after that my energy was like this. i was like oh shit becky and bianca and then i was like oh, and i was like edge and i was like oh, and i was like okay. roman and then get okay. okay okay i started uh, i peaked i peaked way early is what i'm saying i see where you're coming from i understand where you're coming from i i think that to say that it was lacking star power though i don't think that's fair but yeah, was it lacking like in story and in you you said like substance? In some cases, yeah, I, I can I can so get along with that. But I think that's power. in general storylines with the WWE all together. You know, and there basically saying, is no story. 
You're saying star power. You mean like if Cena had showed up, you'd have been like, okay, there's a star. Yeah, just something, man. I just feel like they, they don't build well. Even if Randy was there, he's probably, you know, playing second fiddle or even kill to Riddle, which they kind of don't build well anymore. They just – I feel like they just – it's a very dry period where, like, even Roman is kind of like, I, I really don't want to be here anymore. So it's like, who do they have? They're bringing back Edge for, like, the big face. And I'm an Edge guy. I love Edge. But it's like, he's been in there 30 years, bro. Like, who do we have? It's just like a very like, – I feel like I'm just – I need to take a drink of water in this desert that is the WWE. And I don't know the answer for it. I definitely yeah. think that we've had that discussion a few times, Juice, where, like, there's no stars, superstars. You know, like, who's going to take the title off of Roman to where you're, like, star? Yeah, I mean, they they have stars. Like, Becky Lynch is a star. Bianca Belair is a star. But not to the level of, like, they need that that guy or gal who can really carry the whole company, the John Cena, the whole Kogan, the, you know, Rock. whatever. Rock. Austin, they're yeah. not – we don't have that. We don't have that person who's face, the face of the company and carrying us into the next generation, which is why we see Goldberg come back 100 times, which is why we see Brock Lesnar come back 100 times, which is I why think- Stone Cold being on the card was like the hottest thing because that was the height of so many people's fandoms, and they had these big stars, and now we don't, we have don't even much. have Cena anymore. Yeah. And it's – the carrying. I think I was just expecting more for it to be like H's first go around. I think that's what I was thinking. Like everybody was making it such a big deal of like this is H's like show, hundred percent. What what's he going to do? This is his hundred percent his. Like what's the changeup? But imagine if he hadn't been in charge, how you I would feel? feel. Like, like probably would have been worse, much worse. <laughs> I just feel like he probably. Added like Bailey, I don't think anything else would have changed. I bet he who was like, "Oh, I can now get my faction in." And that was cool, but I don't think anything else changed. I don't think they changed anything. It would have it would have thrown a monkey wrench into everything if he had, you know, brought in someone from Seth that nobody expected. Mm. Like that would have been probably been cool. Cool. Um, if probably, theory with the. Freaking yeah. case, man. That's just so blah. I'm usually excited about at post money in the bank sometimes because I'm like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Especially, but, the, and, and I know that we come off as very, you're probably a little lower on theory than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I We're jaded. We're think, nothing but jaded. I think he can do it. <laughs> but I definitely think the fact that he has the briefcase right now in his career, I was like, uh, yeah, because like, why are you gonna do that to him with Roman? Uh, How does that make sense at all? I just, I just don't think that. Sorry, right, we're getting ahead of ourselves though. Yeah. I, I did this. So, so this moving on, bad. the no DQ tag team match: the Mysterio family, Ray and mm-hmm. Dominic, versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest of the Judgment Day, with Rhea in their corner. Um, you know, uh, this was as we discussed. This was the Edge return. Uh, we all pretty much – I wouldn't say that we were like, he's going to be there. But most of us were like, I would say Edge is probably returning at this moment. Mm-hmm. At SummerSlam during the match, he'll probably come back and get his revenge. Uh, 
I, I thought the brood thing was cool. Um, the match was, you know, it's, it's energetic. It was exciting. Finn's exciting to watch. Dude, the For way that size, uh, Damian Ray is amazing. And Ray too, man. Like he, what is he? Like ninety years old, and he's still like freaking crazy. He's been in there for thirty years, like Edge, and he's still like he's forty-seven, and he's yeah. had surgery seven times in his left knee. <laughs> <laughs> but he still moves like a freaking like he just got into WCW. He's crazy, yeah. and I think Dominic, you know, can at a later date, you know, be uh, that is so. I don't know what he can do, but. Imagine that shadow that he has oh. to walk out of. Poor I him. wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want it. We were sitting beside a guy, Rev, <laughs> that during the match just shouted, Dominic, go to your room. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. You know what was crazy, too, though? Like, when he walked out, like, kids are still rocking the Ray, like, headsets and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the whole headgear. And he did, like, his little, you know, headbutt to him, which is so cool. It's like, Ray, I feel like, is – totally underrated like through his whole career like he's always never included in the top tens but he's like the undertaker for like lucha all oh. the way like yeah. he's like if you're ever in like triple a or something like that he is like your hands down like solid as a rock performer mm-hmm. like when has he ever had a bad match it's crazy mm-hmm. i mean he made kane look good when kane was the heavyweight champion <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a task. <laughs> uh, but for this match, I mean, obviously the moment of this match is Edge's return. I mean, like yeah. I said, Finn's exciting. Damien's great. Some storytelling was going on, but we got Edge's return. I really do like Hill Rhea, too. She was fun to watch. Yeah, dude, Rhea's awesome. So good. I've been high on Rhea since NXT. Mm-hmm. And that, I've, sorry, I'm just ranting. I just like a lot of these guys and gals. Rhea, after the Charlotte match, too, that mania, like, during that match, uh, that was, like, the best girls' mania match, like, ever. I would put that against anybody. And they just – When she was with the Vegeta stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know you marked out for that, bro. She's (laughs) so good. Two two years ago? Two years ago already, man. And she – I was – so looking forward to this faction and like what they were capable of doing and not due to it on Balor because I love Balor, but they should have kept it yeah. a little longer, bro. Yeah. Should have kept I, it a little longer. No, I don't think anybody liked that. Yeah, that was like, why? Why would you even if he joined it would make sense because he fits that mold completely. Like but I'm underappreciated, we're taking over type deal. But yeah. at least we got to see Brood Edge live though. Yeah, yeah, let's go. The coat. Who the, who would have thought that that would ever be something that we could see after it was like you know a thing for a little while? You know the breed, the breed, the brood. The they breed. were not together very long at all. That was actually a really short run, you know. Yeah. But short. it made a mark, weren't they? The here Hardys. we are, twenty something years later, and weren't the Hardys in there longer? Weren't they part of the brood longer than Edge and Christian? I don't think yeah. so. I think they were sure. longer. Pretty sure because they like switched like really yeah. quick. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, pretty good stuff. Uh, so moving on, we got the Raw Women's Championship match. Bianca Belair, our hometown girl, versus Becky Lynch, a, a Hall of Famer. And, you know, she's done everything. Uh, the Be- Becky two belts, she's the man. Uh, she's been very uh, – she's been on this, like, year-long heel kick. Um, 
wearing Gaga-like clothing. She reminded me of a Lundra Blaze. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was what she was going for or not. But for me, right. Becky was like attire and appearance of the night. I thought she just looked awesome. Mm-hmm. She's like that every week, though. She's she got some crazy gear, bro. She's really amped it up. Like mm-hmm. I've really liked this heel, Becky. Post pregnancy, Becky's been great. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever disliked Becky. Like even mm-hmm. in when she showed up in NXT, I thought it was you know she was doing the jig and all that before it's she became jig. Yeah, I, I saw her do that <laughs> live. At I don't know about she, that. Before she was steampunk <laughs> Becky with the goggles and all that. I don't know if I was completely 100% behind her with the I was, I was not bought in yet. <laughs> I saw cheerleader Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Along with uh, uncolored Sasha Banks hair, uh, mm-hmm. like early boss. And who else was there? Charlotte. Charlotte. Oh, I met Charlotte there. I think Bailey might have been there too. But. What a class. What a class of NXT ladies. Yeah, yeah. The, the four horsewomen of NXT have really made impacts. And so this match was great. Uh, I, I thought that they were going to give us this. Uh, see, I feel like this is one of those moments where we can say, if Vince was running the show, he would have been like, you remember last year, pal, when, when she beat Bianca in six seconds? Well, wouldn't it be great if Bianca got revenge and beat her in six seconds? I was halfway expecting that. But Triple H was like, fight let them have a fantastic match because they're both very talented in the ring mm-hmm. and they did it was good they were fantastic that was my favorite match of the night yeah Hands down. i think it was me too actually yeah. yeah yeah and bianca is like i know her she doesn't get like the uh safety net of like being the horsewoman or like that being part of a class but she is like top notch dude mm-hmm. she is crazy yeah, athleticism, like her Strength. character. Yeah, everything. She's cool. I, I think a change should be coming soon, though. Don't you like we've done the hair swinging and the skipping and the smiling for a long time. And it's like super mm-hmm. baby face. Like, I get it. I, I, I'm on board with it. But like if she's angry, I'd like to see her come down to the ring, meaning business and not skipping and smiling. Do you know? Yeah. So, you know, I'd, I'd like to see some changes coming up soon. And imagine one day, like, if they're comfortable giving her a heel turn, if she gets paired up with her husband as a heel, <laughs> that'd be, like, think about Triple H and Stephanie back in the day, how they were just, like, they were I don't know, though. We have, like, no, like, good girls. I don't – I feel like she'll stick with that as long well, as she needs can. Well, that's Cena why style. I said it'll be a little while. But yeah. I think – we can't do that yeah. forever, you know, and and it's going to yeah, be a perfect yeah. opportunity for a hair match. He's going to get stale. He's definitely going to yeah. get stale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's still a good six months to a year away before they ever feel comfortable uh, mm. possibly it, turning her. Yeah. If it's working, I mean, they're probably not going to – they're not going to be anxious to change it yet, but – Yeah, she's she's selling. She's selling. Right. She's selling, baby. Yeah. She's selling. Um I think that it was a great match. I think, you know, it's your all's – both your all's match of the night? I think so. Mm-hmm. I probably have to agree. And the whole way down, one of the things I kept saying was, I really hope I see Bailey tonight. I really hope Bailey shows up. <laughs> I really hope Bailey shows up. And she did. And boom. You know, they said that uh, 
Becky got attacked uh, on Monday Night Raw, which is this is Monday now. So she's going to be out for a couple months, they said. So it might be Bailey right smack dab in the middle with uh, Bianca. Oh. So she might get right there real I, quick. I do think that I noticed she might have suffered an actual injury during the match. Really? Because even the ref was like – Like a leg, like – like. Oh, shoulder? kept checking on her, like – he kept. I going, think oh. I did see that. Like, this was like a real, like, you got a, a stinger. Like, this is more than mm-hmm. your typical in-ring stinger. Like, he kept asking her, and she's like, yeah, I know. I know. You can see her going, I know. And like, I, look, I know that I <laughs> I, <felt hurt>. it. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. But great match. Possibly my match tonight as well, too. And great follow-up afterwards with Io Shirai at, joining with Bailey. Um, and Dakota, Dakota Kai, Kai showing Dakota up. Kai. Very high on them from NXT. Um, I'm not as high on NXT since uh, Pritchard took over yeah. and uh, H had to step away for a while. Well, they it have done well changed. with the ladies, though. Yeah. Well, like the the sorry, excuse me, not all of them, but the faction. Yes. Uh, Mandy and Toxic like, Attraction. Yeah. Toxic Attraction has been great. Mandy has seen a rebirth in NXT. Mm-hmm. Can't tell you the last time I watched NXT. Many <laughs> you years. haven't seen Toxic Attraction? No. Or Mandy? Bro. No. <laughs> I knew she's I knew that she was the champ, but that's really all. She's been the champ for like damn near two years. Yeah. Oh wow. It's good stuff. Toxic attraction stuff is good. Way mm-hmm. better than like Blake Cool ever thought to be. Mm. You know, like that kind of stuff. Like this is good female faction stuff in NXT. Mm. Um, this is good shit. Yeah. Well, it ain't hard to be cooler than Lay Cool. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. So, moving on, uh, we got the Women's SmackDown Championship match. Liv Morgan, the champion, versus challenger, baddest woman on the planet, Ronda Rousey. We were all pretty excited that they took the title off of Ronda because you know, I, was, I was high on her debut. At the end of that pay-per-view, when that music hit, and she was in the WWE. I was high on her in the UFC. I loved Ronda. And I was like, yes, she's here. And then a few pay-per-views in after that debut, I was like, uh, she's boring. I don't like yeah. her here. I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> it's ruined it for me. <laughs> uh, have you, uh, could you say you had your nerd goggles on? Yes, I did have my nerd goggles on a little bit. Um it, it was, it sucks that it happened, but she's just, it's almost like, and I don't want to speak for her, like to us fans, it comes off as like, she doesn't care. And she mm. doesn't sell really well. She's too good for this stuff. I'm here to collect Not a patient. She's mind. trying to be like too much of Brock Lesnar, I think. Yeah. It has that feel of early Brock Lesnar, just like. Mm-hmm. I'm not selling. I'm not getting on the mic. I'm not having fun. I'm just here to collect a paycheck. And this last championship run of hers was just not successful. No. It's boring. No, I don't think anybody cared about no. it. This uh, was probably my least favorite match of the night. Guys, it wasn't a good match. No. Um, the no. finish wasn't good. The middle, the start, nothing. I don't know, man. Like, she just is too stiff. She's like, she has like three or four moves that are. I, I feel Arms like sling over the shoulder. Yeah, you, you could then, tell. I feel personally that you could tell 
Liv was uncomfortable in the ring with her. Yeah, she didn't look good either. She usually looks fun and, and controlled. She yeah. looked uncomfortable in the ring. Because I, I felt like she was like, hey, you got to go out there and protect Ronda. And she's like, what do you mean? Like, you need to make her look good. And I don't know if if Liv's at that level yet. Like, where – because she's usually, like, on the receiving end of, yeah. like, oh, let me, like, play the fetal position and then come back at the end. She's not really, like, take charge and, like – yeah. Ring general yet, which comes with experience, not like yeah. due to an honor or anything. Yeah. But I mean, I love it, but she's not at that point. No, but no. it felt like very clunky on both sides. Like mm. nobody knew like how to take control. Like they didn't know when the spots were, and then the the pin was really weird. Like I literally, I Peyton was there, and I looked at her, and I was talking about something, and it was over. I was like, "What happened? What just happened?" Uh, yeah, the two times that Ronda has lost, it's been a similar thing like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like a kind of a weird roll up on the shoulders and it's over and you didn't even realize what was happening. Yeah, I think that yeah. they're doing this storyline wise like she's getting screwed. And I don't know if that's to make her more face or turn her more heel. But it's definitely yeah. a great thing to turn live a heel to do it, it that way. It made it feel like that. Like live was it like she's obviously the face. Like coming out, everybody wants her to be champion and stuff, but it made her feel like that's kind of like underhanded. Yeah, you know, and uh, like we were just saying, we need we need babyface uh, babyfaces in the women's division. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So I don't. And why know. would you put it on Ronda, who is obviously not a face? Yeah, not anymore. Anyway, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, in that Weird. division, uh, gonna need a little more time to dissect what's going on in that division. We need Charlotte. <laughs> Moving forward, we've got probably my second favorite match of the night, the Undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. Mm-hmm. Even though this is like the 20th time they fought, anytime <laughs> the Usos and the Street Profits are in the ring, it's an exciting match. It's like yeah. the days of Edge and Christian versus the Hardys. It's just mm-hmm. a great tag team match. Mm. And we need more of that. I hope moving forward, that H will focus on tech because he was a tag team wrestler for the longest time. And, and he knows the, the dichotomy that tag team wrestling can bring to a show. Mm-hmm. We know that Vince didn't like tag team wrestling. He didn't believe in it. He didn't respect it. And you can, that showed in his product, but hopefully moving forward, we'll get more tag teams, actual tag teams mm-hmm. brought to the roster and, and, signed and and pushed and stuff like that where tag team wrestling is as good as it was in the 90s i know this isn't a a common uh thing that people are probably saying but i was kind of excited to see jeff jarrett yeah (laughs) and and he looks good (laughs) yeah he does he looks good he was on impact as well he was part of flair's match yeah on impact on sunday impact's got a nice little open door it was uh, yeah, Jim like... Crockett. It was Jim Crockett. Mm-hmm. It, it's really interesting to see the open door that Impact has had with both everybody. AEW and <laughs> Guys, the Ric Flair, the Ric Flair thing was not an Impact show. Oh, was it? No, well, it was not. It was. A, no, no. So Conrad was the booker for the and promoter for the show. It was oh, his show. Gotcha, and gotcha, so gotcha. because he's got good relationships with basically everybody, there was a little bit of everybody on the card. 
So there was Impact. There was uh, gotcha, this, gotcha, gotcha. This gotcha, was a gotcha. Jim Crockett production. That's how they build it. Like the that last ever else. Jim Crockett production, because gotcha. that's when Flair was in his heyday. Yes. Yeah. Makes sense. And uh, apparently, it was like because really I think like uh, terrible. A ton of Impact people were on there. I think even yeah. like wrestling for their titles. Yes, Cardona was on there. That is true. Cardona got yeah. interrupted and got a good cutter from old DDP, your buddy Juice. Oh yeah, old DDP, old DDP Yoger. And this 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 match was always exciting. Anytime they're together, I think that this should probably be the last for a while. I picked the the profits because I think it's time to put the titles on them. I think they're I know, great. Man. They're so but good. Like who's things, gonna take down the freaking things? Seem like they're pushing Tez to a, a bit of a heel turn. He was a lot more aggressive than I feel like he's ever been, and he yeah. had a lot of anger that it was starting to show. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's the story we're gonna be telling. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm tired of putting in all the work, and you're and everybody's already talking like he's gonna be the the breakout star of the team, right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. Dawkins is great too. Like he's really good, but it's. I mean, Montez is just another level. Well, he's better yeah. on the mic. And yeah. Dawkins isn't terrible. Like, usually no. on a tag team, you can find the weaker link. Dawkins isn't terrible on the mic. No, not Montez at all. Montez is just much better. Yeah. Dawkins isn't terrible on the ring, but Montez is just at a different level. Oh, yeah. You know, and that sucks. But I really can't wait to see what both of them do in their singles careers if that happens, you know, sooner rather than later. You know what um, Montez reminds me of? A lot of Eddie. Like how he just has, like, his ability. Like, I feel like he could go both ways. Like, you could love him as a heel or you could love him as a face. And he's got that, like, goofy side to where you don't have to always take him serious, but he could turn it on to where he's actually serious as well. Plus, he's got Bianca, and he could do, like, a, a tandem with that. Like, I feel like he could be good for a long time, and he has, like, a ton of avenues if he yeah. like stay straight to where he can be really good. Yeah. That frog splash is something else. It is. It's mm-hmm. a very, very it, I, I I didn't think that I would ever like a frog splash more than Rob Van Dam. <laughs> but I like this is my favorite frog splash. He definitely has a lot of shades of R V D in it. Just like the the Papa. He's good at the pop. R V D was always even like with the DUTs and stuff, anything off the mat. Like he's got that pop too. Oh, the RKOs and DDTs that RVD used to take, he just made it look so intense and so good. Has to be like all neck strength, right? Just like yeah. that. It's just it's taking nutty. It's, I'm it's, very. He's one of those where I'm very curious to see where he goes and if the potential is unlocked. So I really hope it is. I feel like he he could be. Like a really good face that we need. Like I, I think people would back him if he's like broken away from the tag team properly. I think it's so yeah. hard to do that though. It is. It's we've had some some pretty terrible breakaways in the past. You know where one where one it either doesn't work, and then they're back in the tag team division together, or two it the other one just kind of fades away. They get lost in the yeah. godforsaken mid-card. Because, I mean, they pushed uh, – uh, what's his name? Mandy. What's his name? Otis. They, they oh, broke yeah. Otis and his original. Yep, yep, yep. They broke them up. 
when they were a pretty decent tag team, pushed him as a single, won the money in the bank, but <laughs> lost the cash in. Who did they um, kill? They just threw somebody off a building. They, just threw, <laughs> they threw, threw uh, Mysterio and yeah. threw somebody else. It was Baron. Baron killed Yeah, Ray I think Mysterio. it was. He yeah. threw him off the building. Baron just murdered Ray Mysterio. Oh, he threw uh, uh, the dude uh, from – he's in AW now. Black. Alistair Black. Uh, Alistair. Alistair yeah, Black. Yeah. Yeah, it's he died. A, went to a different promotion. Corbin just murdered Alistair Black. Um, but Corbin, you should probably get out of town. Lay <laughs> low for killed a while. the guy. I just think I got interesting where we go with this. Who challenges for the Usos titles next? Where the profits Who's gonna go? Beat these guys, bro. I think they've been champions for like 350, 360 days. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. This is yeah. like old school, like. 1970s 80s type style of runs i love it type stuff i love it yeah yeah crazy so moving on we have the wwe united states championship match between bobby lashley the champion and the challenger theory oh sea bass oh oh a town you can't unsee it since you're a couple of bowler makers if that nice young gentleman is sea bass over there So, for the listeners, the Rev, what was it, like a few weeks ago now, a month ago, said that, that A-Town looks like a sea bass, <laughs> and now we can't unsee it. Um, it for me. so goofy. He is. And the selfie thing, I'm like, dude, Breeze did that six years ago, man. I don't love the selfie thing, but I tell you what, man, I really feel like Theory gets it. Like I think he's gonna be really great. Probably I think he's great. I think he's great now. I think he'll get it in New Japan. He'll be great. He'll get it in Impact. He's gonna be. He's gonna be something big. He'll he'll get it in Kansas, <laughs> like supermarket back alley, six o'clock. But not in the tickets WWE. ten dollars. Not in the WWE. No, I think you're wrong. He'll get it in the. Uh, Bass Pro Shop <laughs> with a hook. <laughs> so stupid. Sorry. Okay. I'll, stop. I'll tell you when he'll get it in those summer <laughs> pool matches that the FPW has. <laughs> That's when he'll get it. The height of his career. The height of his career, baby. He's <laughs> taking that title off the fallen <laughs> angel. That's where he's going to cash it in at. <laughs> oh, that, ain't, that ain't happening, baby. <laughs> He ain't uh, that this, good. This match, man, we knew it was going to be pretty short. It was pretty early in the night, you know. I like how I like how Lashley's the only one with special treatment and didn't have to walk down that huge ramp. Yeah, for, I know. Uh, you guys saw him setting up. He's like, he's like, that's Bobby Lashley right there. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that is. There he is. Halfway. <laughs> Where did he come from? He got he got, he got a, a handicap. He didn't have to walk as far. Hey, I'll do this match. You put me middle of the ramp. I ain't walking off by. Feel how hot it is out here. Can I get a golf cart to get down there? You know, uh, this poor guy, man, that was sitting in front of me, he was so obnoxious the whole time, but literally everybody he was cheering for the entire night lost. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was literally... 0-8. Like, he was like oh, a no. Theory super fan. He was like, let's go Theory. Ah! And I was like, 
dang. And then at the end of the night, I was like, whoever this guy is going for, that's the opposite of who's going for. <laughs> I was like, I'm picking the other guy. <laughs> but he was like freaking just screaming to the top of his lungs for theory. Like you could probably, honestly, you all probably heard him about 30 times, like starting chants that nobody got behind. He was and like, let's go, Corbin. Yeah, he was. He wanted Corbin to win. <laughs> he literally wanted everybody that lost. I was like, this poor guy. And his wife, the other, like the right side of him, told him, was like, please shut the F up. Stop. <laughs> You're not doing well tonight, honey. You're really uh, not. You didn't Thank put you. any money on this, did you? Not great. The over under on Superman punches, you didn't go for that, did you? <laughs> not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. <laughs> but yeah, that was. Uh, I don't know about it. I, I felt like you knew Bobby was going to win. I, I, Bobby, man, he's just – I don't know what it is about Bobby, but I feel like he's like one of those that should be like John Cena caliber, but he – I don't know he's, what it is. I don't know. kind of boring. I mean, he's – Yeah. He's just – He's cool and everything, but he's a little boring. I really miss the Hurt Business. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, I thought that was a, way better. Good opportunity missed there, yeah. especially with MVP on the mic all the time. In where, so where is MVP now? What's he doing? Is he done? Like, is he... He's with almost. Oh, that's right. Oh. Yeah, he's he's almost out of here with yeah. his ability. Yeah, he must be. Yeah, so They're doing that. Pretty cut and dry about that one, about that match, and we're in our final match. Undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns took on the challenger. And farmer slash tractor driver <laughs> slash ass kicking Brock. You know, it was funny. Like Microphone they, throwing. They pulled the, I guess it was Brock. He pulled the uh, tractor back while Roman was walking. Like when Roman got halfway, he was started maneuvering the tractor. We could see. So he, yeah. Like the whole time he was like placing that tractor. He's like, he's like what is the tractor there for? <laughs> he's got like a hood on just. Driving the tractor. Like, <laughs> can you move this? No one else here can drive this, Brock. Can hey, you move this? <laughs> you block camera F, Brock. Back Did up a little bit. Yes, we all think your tractor's sexy, Mr. Lesnar. Uh, I just wish, since we were in the South, that it was like a John Deere green. I was <laughs> guessing uh, Alan Jackson, Chattahoochee. Yeah, <laughs> he come out because, <laughs> like, he is a country boy, like, he is, you know, yeah. he lives off the yeah. land. Him and Sable don't eat anything, they don't catch and kill themselves. Yeah, they grow everything they eat, catch theories right out of the pond. Yeah, he, he's he he bare hands, big, big, uh, big sea bass <laughs> with his bare hands, uh. Especially when they try to cash in with that money in the bank. Yeah. He killed a bear when he was three, like Davy Crockett, with his <laughs> bare hands. Um, I believe it. But, you know, this match was uh, much longer than I thought it'd be. Mm-hmm. Much longer than time. any Lesnar or Reigns match has been mm-hmm. in the past. It was 23 minutes exactly. Longest match on the card. Was it? That was the longest? Nice. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel that. Second longest was Becky and Bianca. Yeah, mm-hmm. fifteen minutes, ten seconds. Wow, hmm. we got a, we only got eight match card, three and a half hours, and everybody got pretty even kill time. That's crazy. 
like Chris Mack said, I do like a good quality over quantity pay-per-view. I really do. Same. Same. I do. And it's exhausting when we got to have every person with a contract in the company on the show. So we've got a five hour WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. That's not good, guys. We're bringing SummerSlam two nights. Oh, no. (laughs) We couldn't have done a second night. No, no, absolutely not. No, we'd have been driving home at Uh, at 12. uh, Woo. Oh. Josh I still haven't. Like, Josh would have been like, I got school in the morning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm still worn out. So, this match had something happen that I've been excited to talk about that we've never seen in a match before. Not just a, a tractor drive being driven by a superstar. We've seen milk trucks. We've seen beer trucks. We've seen clown cars. We've seen ATVs. But never has anyone driven a big red tractor down to the ring, let alone lift the ring off the ground. The poor ring crew at the end of the night. (laughs) Can you put this down, Brock? Uh, And pretty much like the entire match was outside the ring. Yes. They do anything Mm -hmm. in the ring? Not much. Yeah. Although I will say he blocked my side. I couldn't see anything other than the Tron. Because I was on the, the corner where he lifted it, so I only saw like this. I was like, what's, what's going on? <laughs> you were that far down? No, I mean, it like blocked a lot. Like, I couldn't oh. see anything in that corner. Wow. Because I was at the same level you were. But if they weren't like to the left or to the right, like we couldn't see it. Oh, I, I get what you're saying. Because yeah. they were mm-hmm. small and they were heading behind. Okay, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. the thing that they, they, they did – with the lifting of the ring. It was great and all. But did you see the close-up of the mic catch? Yes. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> the smoothest mic catch. Roman Reigns is smooth as silk. He just caught it, winked. Just a flag. Listener, if, if you have not seen it, just look it up. Roman Reigns catches Brock Lesnar's mic. It's all over the internet. ESPN's been on top of it. They've just been like, look at this. Like, he just no looks, catches it down, almost holsters the thing, and winks back at him. Just like. <laughs> and it was almost the wink. Brock's that was, like, oh, damn, that was really cool. <laughs> it, was really cool. <laughs> it was really cool. The wink was like, a, I'm not supposed to wink, but this is, this is Joe winking at Brock. Just, just, did you see that? Did you see that, Rock? Did you see That's what I just did? <laughs> it reminds me of this gif that went around for the longest time, this pitcher that caught this ball that he should not have caught, and the batter looks at him and goes, did you catch that? And he goes, yeah. yeah I've I seen did. that, yeah. Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> but as for a match, it was brutal. There was some great brutality in it, and as Rev points out, Whenever these two fight, okay. it's like in the video game where you can store your finishers and they each have like seven or eight stored finishers and there's just multiple, just like spear F5, spear F5, you know, it's like two Titans going at it. Superman, so, Superman, spear, spear. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, as for like grand old excitement, the lit uh, in this match, the mic catch and the lifting of the, the ring was 
the excitement more than the match. I mean, the piling on of uh, the debris, that was pretty cool. I mean, just like uh, no, you know, I, the destruction. I, and I had a lot of fun with it. Paul Heyman going through the table was huge. Oh, yeah, I did forget about that. All the the big, uh, the big impact. Oh, they missed moments. a uh, – I thought he was going to spear him through the barricade. I wish they would have done that. Instead of that last spear through the – on the outside of the oh, yeah. oh the last spear was onto the belts. Yeah. I was like, that could have been like a, a Goldberg setup like back in the day. Well, what's wild is technically Brock's the face in that match. And when you see if you go back in time, anytime these last men standing matches happen and the stacking of things on top of them have happened, it's been the heel getting stacked. It's like how the face conquers the heel in the last man standing. Mm. But this was a heel burying a face. Remember when Cena duct taped Batista to the ring? Yes. <laughs> they couldn't yeah, I was I was like thinking something crazy would have to happen. Like not not that I didn't like the stacking or anything like that, but honestly, when they were stacking the stuff on top of him, I wasn't even thinking like, oh wow, there the count's going on while everything yeah. is happening. Yeah, it was like all of a sudden it's over. Same happened yeah. to me. I was like, wait, what happened? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, income. Yeah. yeah, my bad. And then I kept thinking, <laughs> and then I kept saying to everybody, like, if you smell, it's going to happen any second yeah. now. If you smell, it didn't happen. God, could you imagine <laughs> oh, if that yeah. music had hit in Nashville? Oh. They wouldn't do that in Nashville, though. <laughs> no. No. No, they wouldn't have. <laughs> we could dream. But Rocky did used to live in Nashville. Yeah. So I have expected for to end it like they would put Brock under the ring and lower the tractor, like lowering the ring. Yeah, I, I was thinking something crazy like, like that's that. That's what would keep him down. Yeah, like actually lo- re-lowering the ring back on mm-hmm. top of Brock mm-hmm. where he couldn't move. Well, Roman just, doesn't know how to drive a tractor. Yeah. <laughs> Roman's Damn like it, I'm Roman. Not, I'm not they, they didn't. Sport. He didn't learn how to do that in Hawaii when he was growing up. Yeah. <laughs> So, my favorite yeah. part of this match, Rev, had nothing to do with the match. Okay. Yeah? No. Somebody um, around you guys? <laughs> Josh, actually, was the person. Um, after, like... <laughs> oh, no, I know a story. Five minutes into the match, he just... After he spears him for, like, the second or third time, Josh just shouts, Stop standing around and just freaking pin him! <laughs> And there's like this little silence, and Christopher just looks over at him and goes, "That's not the rules." <laughs> what like, are the rules? What oh, that's like, I totally oh yeah, I forgot. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's and true. Okay, like, don't pin him. Brain. Don't pin him. <laughs> and then like, waste of time. And then like, I let like three minutes go by, and there's just silence. We're watching the match, and I just shout, "Someone really needs to get on top of that ladder now." Someone really needs to climb the ladder and end this thing. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just stop standing yeah. around and pin him already. Everybody around is like, these guys don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> I really wanted Roman to win, I guess. <laughs> That's funny. Like, I got places to be. Pin him in this Come thing. Come on. One guy in front of us shouted, you're going to have to kill him, Roman. Give him the old dick twist. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, my God. Oh, God, I give, I give. This is a WWE match. What are you? You must dick. This is a TNA. You can't do that. Sorry. So did so did anything in this pay-per-view feel uh, TV 14 to y'all? Well, that dick twist was kind of odd. Threw me off. <laughs> I talked to Pate about that. I was like, ooh, they uh, changed it up to TV 14. I wonder if Brock or uh, Roman's going to bleed a little bit. Like, just to kind of make it, like, solidify, oh, this is, like, done, yeah, done. And then having Brock at the end of the night, like, doing the cowboy hat and blood, and then pop it on. Uh, sometimes be... I completely forget about blood. I know, especially in WWE now, man. AW overdoes it. WWE never does it. It's like, Ric Flair, he bled, of course. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. He bleeds walking out to the ring these days. Did you see the pictures of him after the match and like watch the little promo we did where he could barely speak? Mm, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, yeah, man. It was rough. And I looked up, like, what are people saying about it? Everybody. Mm. It was scary to watch. I was uncomfortable. This never should have happened. It was terrible. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm glad I didn't order it. Dang. Poor, poor Flair, bro. You know, it, it shouldn't have happened, to be honest. I mean, maybe that's the bias in me, the fact that we saw his last match with Shawn Michaels live. At I know. How are you going to top that, bro? Why like, would you even try? He that should have been it, but he needed money. I was like, dude, you were better in the ring then. It was a good match. The man has five wives. <laughs> but, I mean. And, and quite the lifestyle it didn't really feel like TV 14, though. No. I mean, and maybe that'll be like a slow build. And I don't really know oh what the the uh, the deal is with the TV 14. Like, I don't know if that's started, if that's just raw. I don't I don't know, but. Yeah. Um, it kind of felt the same, yeah. like, stakes-wise. Yeah. But overall, uh, I enjoyed the pay-per-view. Uh, we got to. We got to see each other, give each other hugs. Uh, Maddie enjoyed it. She had fun. Uh, it wasn't her first mm. pay-per-view. Um, what was her favorite match, did she uh, say? She really loved the ring thing because she said, it was like seeing everyone's reaction, she was like, that doesn't happen, does it? And I was like, nope. Nope. Never before has that ever happened. Uh, she really en- enjoys the high-flying stuff that like the Usos and the, the Prophets did. Uh, she lo- loves Bianca. Um, sadly for her, you know, when she came into it, Becky was doing this like crazy pouty hill stuff. So like her first initial thing with Becky is I don't like her. <laughs> you know, she didn't. She didn't, oh, she didn't see, see the Becky two belts in the middle two belts all that. or the man or yeah, all that, yeah, where she could yeah. be like, hell yeah, I love her. She's mm. seeing this pouty diva craziness. You know, moving forward, it'll be interesting to see if we hit that typical lull that we do in the late summer, early fall. Uh, we Four. tend to hit lulls after after SummerSlam. Then it's many season. Yeah. But, you know, we, we typically have that ebb and flow of after SummerSlam, it's not good again until, like, December. Survivor Series, maybe. Well, Survivor Series, mm-hmm. maybe, depending on who's on the roster at the time. Yeah. Uh, I could definitely see – but, uh, but can H get the eyes back on it though, man? Might be the ticket. 
I hope so. It will be interesting to see moving forward what H does. Well, and Steph, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Will they be personas though? You think you think they'll be like Vince? Be like, I'm the boss now type deal, or they're just behind the scenes like playing good guy boss. Yeah. I don't I think they'll be more behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. You think the days of like boss on air is done? Like we'll never see that again. Um oh, I don't know about never. The higher ups, maybe. I could see there being like a commissioner role. Like I do know that Foley signed a Legends con- contract mm-hmm. recently with WWE, and I think it'd be have you all talked about Vince being let go? Yeah, we have. We have. He, like reti- he retired. We wished him luck on his future endeavors. But that's like that's forty years, bro. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Like everything that we've ever been a part of. Yeah. And this thing that we love, like that's. That's crazy. That's, I like literally said that. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not the guy who's like, yeah, Vince is gone. I was like, I'm actually going to kind of miss Vince. But for creative purposes, yeah. like, this is a good thing. Yeah. But I'm not like, ding dong, the witch is dead at all. Yeah. It's, I mean, not that you can really separate, like, personal and mm-hmm. on, like, air persona. But at the same time, it's like, that's a huge chunk of our childhood, especially with wrestling. The way that we kind of put it is there is no WCW, ROH, TNA, AEW, any of that without what Vince McMahon did in Mm -hmm. his earlier years. That's like witnessing the birth and like the retirement of like a Walt Disney. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. That's like a huge company. Yeah, I mean, and and there's a lot of celebrating. And like I said, we have our personal beliefs about, you know, what he's allegedly, you know, allegedly. And that there's probably a lot less allegedly that. Yeah, that (laughs) notwithstanding, um, we don't support that, obviously, here. Uh, Yeah. if, If if it comes out very true, we hope that true justice uh, Obviously, helps. yeah. I say he's like a, a doo-doo human being. I'm just talking to like the simple fact but, of the figure. Simple is, fact, like you said. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he but I, I also don't think that everybody is all good or all bad or whatever. Yeah. You know, well, mostly. Um, well, I mean, him like, and Linda's I, relationship is probably pretty professional anyway. It's probably yeah, like husband. Like, She's still doing doing the politics (laughs) thing and like you don't want it to be like, oh, yeah, well, she's divorced or she's getting a divorce or whatever. That's going to distract from her campaigning and whatnot. So you don't want that. And, you know, Vince just does his thing. What is he even going to do, though? Uh, We talked about that. Like, we had a man going and hanging out on the beach, like going to the grocery store. (laughs) He would like he's going to I don't know. He'll probably do like uh, Hulk Hogan and be like the American. Just come back in a mask. Working corporate. <laughs> I Who's wonder, that guy? I don't know. I wonder how off he really is with all this. Like, I, 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 I don't know. I'm like he's probably he's been working not. every day for 40 years, bro. He probably hates vacations. It's like, yeah. God, I got to get back into it. Maybe he'll, uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he'll enjoy his grandkids. Maybe it'll be like maybe it'll be the Godfather, and you know he's just old. Used to be powerful, and 
Yeah. Sitting with his grandkid. You know. Eating. What does he do for hobbies? Like he he collect Funkos? I don't think Vince is a hobby <laughs> kind of guy. He can join our club. Yeah. Vince Vince has his his old wrestling toys. Is like this is how I would book it. I'd have the Undertaker come in. <laughs> that would be an awesome like TikTok. Now that like he's done, like just Vince McMahon retired TikTok, and he's like playing with toys, making fun of Raw. <laughs> and then the Undertaker comes back because you know he's the greatest thing ever. And then Hulk Hogan comes back, and they're fighting, and they're like, "Oh, we should be friends." And, form and then Austin Undertaker. Theory cashes it in. <laughs> Bro, we gotta get on that TikTok. Somebody's gonna make a million dollars off this idea right here. Retired Vince. I think a lot of people make money off of ideas that we do. So, yeah, that's true. It happens. We're used to it. But this has been great, fellas, listeners. What did you think of SummerSlam? Did you go? Did you watch? Did you enjoy? Did you dislike? Why? Why not? Let us know. Thirty Nerdy Pod at gmail.com. And also, if you want more quality, in-depth conversation about SummerSlam and all the wrestling. Uh, go check out ODPH, Ocho Door Parlay Hour, and Three Fat Nerds. They're constantly like live streaming wrestling events and stuff like that. So check them out. And catch your boys next week. Fanboy yes. Expo, Knoxville, Tennessee. It's going to be wild. It's, it's going to be gonna crazy. It's going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. We're, we're wild and crazy guys. Uh, if you're in the driving distance, and you come <laughs> you're wild to, and crazy guys. <laughs> <laughs> if you come to Knoxville for the Fanboy Expo, come by the booth. Come say hi. Come see us. Come, We'll have a bunch of stuff that we're just throwing out and giving out. Hats, shirts, stickers, stuff like that. Uh, and, of course, Juice and myself Juice. are going to be emceeing the, the cosplay contest, and we're extremely excited about that. Uh, and that's literally uh, days away now. And Would it be in poor sorry. taste to hand out juice from Juice? Samples of juice at the table. Josh is just <laughs> handing out orange juice. There's different flavored juices. That's why they call me juice. You're like, this why? Is a- <laughs> why? Why? He's, he's, a, he's a fan of a healthy breakfast. Stay hydrated. <laughs> As our juice would always say, stay hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> We're wild and crazy guys. <laughs> All right, nerds and nerdettes. Rev, thank you for joining us. Uh, huge shout always, out baby. to my brother, Chris Mack, for stopping by also to talk to us. Uh, hope to have you back on the show soon. Uh, and for the rest of you, stay classy, stay kind to yourself, stay kind to others, stay hydrated, and cheers to you, nerds. Acknowledge us. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Encore Theatrical Company, Tennessee Legend Distillery, and the Gatlinburg Brewing Company. 30 and Nerdy Podcast is a bad cast company production, founder of the Council of Nerds. Survive the apocalypse by finding 30 and Nerdy Podcast along with other amazing shows at podchaser.com. Looking for more on the 30 and Nerdy Podcast? Check out the website, 30andnerdypodcast.com. There you'll find our directory. We're on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and everywhere in between. To leave a voicemail, you can go to speakpipe.com slash 30andnerdypod, or you can leave an email, 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Until next time, nerd up or shut up.
Cheers to you nerds. I don't